I almost thought we took a week off. We didn't take a week off. We just didn't record on Sunday this time. You know why we didn't record on Sunday? We all got lazy because the Raptors won. It, we went to double overtime. And now the series is tied 2-2. Double OT. And when this releases, the Raptors will be winning in Milwaukee. I have a funny story that I'd like to share about that. Wait, what's... Oh, yeah. Game's on tomorrow. 8 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to go up tomorrow morning, so the game won't be on yet. Well, they're already winning in my mind. <laughs> There's a good chance. Raps in three. <laughs> Okay. I just realized you're sitting in Gabby's spot today. Yeah. So you're so gonna have, have to make some the adjustments. Mic a little bit yeah. yeah. Keep. You're just not Gabby's stature. Not the same height. I don't slouch enough, or I don't wear the. I don't carry the weight of children's lives on my shoulders. That's and so probably I, the nicer way to put it. Anyways, stand up a little higher. Welcome. So to, I went to uh, what's it called? I went can to I this, welcome us first? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, thanks. Good Shalom. Potato. Shalom. Welcome. Welcome. Paul's here. I'm here, yeah. If you Hi. haven't noticed already. Yeah, if you haven't. <laughs> I'm going to start with an anecdote. Oh, boy. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not. That, I was I was being you. you oh, are you start going with to? An anecdote. Well, because we were talking about how we didn't record because the game went to double OT. Okay, Shane's also here. Shane just I, said welcome. Multiple, partially. I can't I, tell. No, I'm this. here. Oh, I'm and here. And I'm here as well. Guess who's not here? Gabby. Yeah, we miss you again. I, I hope you're having fun in Europe. Yeah, he's, he's in Europe for I the know first time. First time. That's exciting, man. I'm, I'm so excited to hear in a couple months about how there's another baby on the way. Yeah, but this one's oh. going to be like Parisian or some shit. Are they in Switzerland? They're in Switzerland right mm-hmm. now. Zurich. Yeah. I mean, Zurich. so it could speak French, but not Parisian. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> that's a weird noise to make. I'm like, mm, I'm excited by that. Okay, Paul, what's your, what's your stupid story? Oh, well, we were talking about how the game went to double OT. Yeah. And so on Sunday... We were all no, here. Monday... Monday, I went to uh, I went to go see the Strokes in concert at Budweiser Stage. Oh, was I know that? this story. Yeah, and um, the frontman from the Strokes, Julian Casablancas, him and the rest of the band had tickets, courtside tickets, to go see the Raptors play. Game four. Yeah. Nice. It was awesome. Well, actually, sorry, game three, the one that went to double OT. Oh, so they were there. Sorry, I misunderstood. I thought they were going yeah. to the next game after. Julian likes basketball, but one of the from uh, the guitar player that he was with, Albert Hammond Jr., does not. And so he kind of put off them going. And by the time that they finally made it to Scotia Bank, the the steward like the stewards would not let them in. And then they were like, ah, oh, whatever. It's the end of the game. What were we missing? And then the game went to double OT. Interesting. That's pretty funny. And he later saw Giannis at his apartment and his uh, at his hotel. Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah, who Giannis I've recently Atentacumpo. learned how to Antetokounmpo. Sorry, Antetokounmpo. Oh my God. I also saw somebody spell Giannis Y A N N I S, and it was like an analyst of some sort. I don't know Ugh. if they were just doing that for the sake of like making it more pronounceable. For he's been idiots. in the NBA for so long, I don't understand how people still don't. have He's his only twenty four. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's like people going on about it's like his name is Giannis. Mm, no, no, it's, it's not. Giannis. It's not Giannis. Giannis. People are probably wondering why we started off by uh, playing the new uh, Tyler the Creator album, but haven't even mentioned the Tyler the Creator or the album yet. Now, when you download that, when you download the podcast episode, it says the title at the front. I'm sure they're well. This they're, one I'm just going to leave blank so that is, people don't know. Until this is this a Toronto-based point. podcast. We are going to talk about the Toronto Raptors, Leafs. Definitely not Toronto FC because they play Timbit soccer. Um, we're going to we're going to talk about like Toronto sports teams. Toronto, the creator. Um, like a, find another podcast. How do you guys? Bitch. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk Igor. 
Igor, which is the new uh, album from Tyler the Creator. I don't know what that groan yeah, was. was. I think that? it was a reference Igor. to Frankenstein. There you go. But Igor is does not groan like that. Well, I mean, usually, Frankenstein's monster groans. I thought like you that. were trying to be Tyler for a second. To be honest with you, <laughs> Tyler engaging in sexual acts. Yeah, uh, we waited to see where it's going to go, but yeah. I said you sexual did. reactions. I meant relations. Okay, uh, <laughs> so back on track. Bob's on track. Uh, so this is Tyler the Creator's new album that has come out. And it just came out um, this past Friday. This past Friday, May seventeenth. May seventeenth. Uh, before this was Flower Boy, uh, and then before that was Wolf. Wolf. And Ooh. then Goblin. Uh, so when you look at the evolution of Tyler, I think that we're going to dive a little bit into that. But yeah, this album is is great. Oh, I mean, I'll start here because I'm not a huge. I've never been a huge Tyler the Creator Neither fan. Neither have I. I love Tyler. Not being not being ironic here, I do enjoy his work. Okay, it's okay. hard to all the way gauge through. Sometimes, um, I like Flower Fair. Boy a lot. Yeah, yeah, I did like Flower Boy. Um, his early stuff, I, I don't know. When Odd Future was a thing, it felt very like it felt intentionally provocative, which I get why. But it felt, um, I guess, now that they've all gone off and done like individual projects, they their works are. I feel like they're a little bit more concise and a little bit more um, like they're different branches of of kind of the same root. Uh, so for me, Tyler, I, I mean, if you've heard him on kind of on featured works and I've heard great things about the people that do love Tyler, the creator, uh, podcast that I mentioned before on the show, um, just, uh, uh, Paul, you talked to me about this podcast. Dissect. Thank you. Dissect. Dissect is doing flower boy actually this season. So, um, I haven't actually listened to, uh, dissect season four just yet, but Anything that is being dissected on that podcast, I feel like warrants some sort of deep dive into the content that's on there. Not to be a podcast reviewing podcast, but it doesn't seem to be one of the stronger seasons. Okay, it's a Have great. You I, to it? Yeah, it's a great. Uh, it's a great album, definitely. Like not counteracting your point, but it just sort of seems like that one of those situations where you, I know you and I have listened to like of the three seasons they had before, and we definitely felt at times where it's just like the host is kind of clearly extending his range to something that's more popular that may not necessarily fit his expertise he's uh he i mean i still i don't even know if i finished frank ocean season to be honest with you and i love frank ocean as you know but um the it's being focused on in that podcast which kind of got me back to listening to flower boy last week before igor came out now i didn't really anticipate igor um i like i, I expected to listen to it but even that kind of was a little bit of a chore i was like okay i'm gonna finally listen to a Tyler the Creator album all the way through the day that it comes out so I can be a part of this and see kind of why people love him really um and I don't know if there's a better album that could have done that for me than Igor because I have been playing this thing almost every day this week fully it's pretty concise it comes in at 40 minutes roughly um and I believe there's 12 tracks on it I think there might be 13 I'm gonna double check here it's pretty short yeah it doesn't feel like a long album at all um the thing yeah, that tracks. yeah the thing that really stood out to me was just how i i mean not to put him in a box but he's a rapper like i think he defines himself as being a a rapper this album doesn't feel like a a rap centric album until like maybe the halfway point when you start mm. to hear an actual verse from him so songs like i think um uh, running out of time like they're they're kind of they're in this middle space where they're not quite a rap record but they're not quite um not a rap record if that makes sense like there's somewhere kind of in between the the 
the comparison that I used for somebody was like, if Yeezus and Blonde had a baby, I feel like this album would almost be an amalgamation of some of those sounds. Mm. Um, I really, really enjoy it. I mean, I'll dive into why after, but I did really, really enjoy it um, more than I really expected to. Um, but from you guys that are, I mean, Paul, you're a bigger Tyler, the creator yeah. fan, and, and Shane, you've probably delved into his stuff more than even I have. What were your thoughts on it? I'll start with Shane, and then we'll move on to Paul. So I really liked Flower Boy when it came out. I really liked um, what Tyler did when it came to ex- exploring and being more open and vulnerable to who he is as a human being rather than the the tough like Fairfax, fuck boy, don't really care. I'm just here to cause people grief style that he had before. When we went to Governor's Ball one year, Tyler, the creator was playing. And we went by the stage and he was literally getting the crowd to chant poo caca back and forth to him <laughs> as part of his set. And that was part of his music is he was like, poo, poo, caca, poo, poo, caca. And they're trying to get back and forth, back and forth. And I was just like, man, this guy is a, f- he's a fuck. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, for sure. All, like that was his appeal at the time, though. Yeah, like, 100%. he was he was provocative in like a well, not like a provocative like political way. He was provocative in that he was like kind of a shithead that just made music and people really followed him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a really unique voice when he was rapping. His deep voice and his flow i don't know how else to describe that baritone i don't know what the word is it's no it's like it's you wouldn't you look at him and that's not the voice that you would expect to come from him you know so i mean even in the visuals that he always used i mean for god's sakes his first band wasn't just odd future it's odd future wolfgang kill yourself right so he you know when i talked to somebody about tyler the creator i was actually saying hey we're going to talk tyler the creator this week uh, this person was like, oh, Tyler, the creator. That's the guy who had all those cockroaches in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, that is that is kind of the persona that he's led. Yonkers music video. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but no. But uh, Flower Boy so gross. was a departure, was the beginning of the departure for that. And, uh, you know, Frank Ocean used to be a part of Odd Future uh, and then left Lots that. Lots of people. So, yeah, you know, the internet... Uh, did they Girl disband? Sweatshirt. Like, have they officially disbanded, or is it just like know. they don't? They're I'm, not. I'm not. I well, they were more of a collective, yeah. right? Like, they certainly don't release projects or anything like that anymore. But they were so, are they kind of like ever. TDE, where they're like a group but not really a group? I would say more like ASAP. Yeah. Okay, I, like the, the, ASAP the thing mob. is, is like they've all kind of moved on to other projects, and they've all, and ultimately a large part of like Tyler's work since I would say Goblin. Um, has focused a lot on the fact that he used to be part of a group of friends and things like that, and how he's no longer a part of a collective and how he deals with his individuality and growing up away from people who he very much came into his, like his own as a musician. Yeah. If, so, if I look online just really quickly, they're, they're still considered an active group and they've got a lot yeah. of um, like the only members that have really left are Sid Casey veggies and then Brandon Deshay. But you've got other artists in here like the Matt, uh, Matt Martians put out a project, if not last year, the year before, uh, Domo Genesis, Frank Ocean, Tyler the Creator, Mike G, and then a bunch of associated yeah. acts like Mellow Hype and the Internet. Um, so well, they've the, had the uh, the Internet isn't the Internet. No, the Internet's not Sid, right? It's different. Well, Sid's in the Sid's internet. In, in the, the internet. internet. Yeah. yeah. 
but they're, they're considered yeah they're considered associated acts rather than like and members even then, all of that's going to be unofficial like yeah. internet opinion because i don't recall any members of odd future coming out and saying like i'm distancing myself from my earlier works I yes. think they're still all there. Like, I yeah. think it's still, yeah. for the most part, they all contribute to each other's projects pretty regularly. Right. But they were, like, when you, you know, they, for me, Odd Future as a whole, and this is, I'm going to get back to Tyler, the creator, in a second, but Odd Future in a whole represents to me Fairfax Street in California and that whole streetwear, supreme wearing, odd style, wearing older people clothes that, shouldn't be in fashion and making them in fashion. But anyways, Tyler, the creator came out with flower boy. And that to me was more of a Frank ocean esque style project where it was more vulnerable. And he, you know, teased that he may be a bisexual and, and that sort of thing. And it, he was very vulnerable and talked about, you know, his, his struggles with love and, and, you know, missing, connections with people and things of that sort. So I was actually really intrigued by it because it was Tyler in a new light, no more the poo-poo caca style of Tyler, the creator and distancing, distancing himself, like you were saying, Paul. Mm. Um, and I found Igor to be, and I said this in the chat, uh, right after my first listen with it. I think Igor is Tyler, the creator's blonde. I feel like it's his way of establishing himself in a different light. And, this project to me is unlike any other previous project. You, I have a hard time picking out Tyler, the creator in the project, which I think is interesting for me. You guys may be like, Paul, you may have a better year for him throughout the project, but I also think it's amazing the fact that Tyler did everything on this album, arranged, produced, wrote, and obviously there were some guest features on there. Some big names too, uh, and I mean, I, f I feel like Tyler does definitely carry clout. I think he's also one of the artists who's been able to transcend uh, rap music and, and move into fashion as well with the Odd Future or the Wolfgang line uh, really still going in his collaboration with Converse and things of that sort. So it's good to see him moving that forward. And I think this is a way for him, especially in today's social climate of discovery and everything like that uh, to relate to people. I think back when he was in Odd Future, that was relating to people who were acting out and trying to discover who they were and, you know, teen angst and things of that sort. And this is more of like the grown up style of that where he's discovering who he is and what's going on. And it's opening himself up to a whole nother demographic to align with and listen to. And I think that's evident in this room right now where you have like, you know, Daniel's listening to this on repeat. Paul, you're a previous fan and you're still listening to it. And there's me who's, you know, so-so on, on Tyler. And, and I, I absolutely adore this project. I think it's fantastic. It's been one that I've been going back to uh, frequently. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. And I definitely think if people out there have any hesitations whatsoever about listening to Tyler, the creator, I think you need to forget that and go into this and listen to it. Because if you appreciate good rap good hip-hop you appreciate something that's you know very near and dear to someone you can definitely tell that this was uh almost a piece of tyler that he put out it's it feels like it was very near and dear to him in every way so i i guarantee you there's people who were advising him against releasing a project like this based on his fan base and what people know him as and i think he's establishing himself as a force to be reckoned with when you can come out with a project like this and get such acclaim 
He, um, I'm just trying to find the credits right now, and I've been having trouble since the album came out because I originally had listed, um, like I had just kind of gone in and seen what people had talked about. I think there was a leaked track list earlier that featured artists that didn't end up making the final cut. Um, but as I look through it, like, uh, Kanye's featured on this album, but he's almost hidden in it as well. Like he, he has a, a verse, I think it may be three lines and then he contributes to like a chorus. But yeah, to your point, Shane, it's like he's hidden within his own album, which I think is kind of strange. Like you can't really tell where he, where he's at the album that I can kind of, um, maybe think at least for me, like being shocked at how involved the person was vocally and me not realizing it was awaken my love when it came out not realizing that donald glover was able to you know sing and be able to to um um adjust his voice to such like a different um on a uh, sorry not a different but a wide spectrum of soundscapes that are on uh on awaken my love so i kind of feel similar to that as well because this is really something where i didn't really think tyler would sing i didn't think he would be um adjusting his voice and doing a lot of like pitch correction and also a lot of uh um like pitch adjustments so that's a borrowed tactic i think from what we've seen on, on a lot of recent frank ocean albums where he uses like um pitch felt uh pitch filtration and pitch adjustment in order to portray like a younger voice and you hear that on running out of time you hear that on a couple of other records so it, it's really in the background there so mm-hmm. i think i mean calling it out and saying that it's his blonde I, I feel like it is pretty heavily influenced by Frank, but I think that that even goes back to what you mentioned with Flower Boy as well as kind of, it's kind of been the trajectory that he's on. So the more that I think about it, the more that I'm not surprised that Tyler put out an album like this. I just think I'm surprised at how well executed it is and, and how he um, he's able to keep it pretty concise while still delivering a really, really powerful message, which if there's anything that I can complain about Blonde is that there's moments where it feels a little bit bloated and it runs a little bit long. Whereas this is 12 songs, but you get your messaging within that 40 minutes. And it's pretty, I mean, very early on into the album. And you tell, you know that it's an album about heartbreak or it's an album about figuring out feelings. And that's not something that's easy to do within such a concise amount of time. And I think that he's done it really, really well, even better than maybe some of our favorite albums that we've discussed on the podcast before, like 808s. I think that this is a lot more um, defined and it also covers a lot more ground in a, in a shorter amount of time. So huge fan of it um the collaborations list is really hard to look at like i found a couple of things Devonte hines is on it from um he i believe he's of blood orange if i'm not mistaken yeah i'd have to double check yeah, that that sounds right yeah uh and then callie you uh i don't even know how to pronounce her last name you just you just yeah so callie Luchis is on a record as well he's worked with her before um uh, frank did say that uh sorry not frank tyler did say that frank is not featured on the record despite there being an initial um, track list that leaked that he was going to be on running out of time, which is the song that I said sounds very familiar to Frank. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple of other artists that appear on it uh, in, in limited capacities as well. But really, I mean, they all kind of form one unifying voice that really takes over this album. There's not a lot of points where I'm like, oh, there's the featured artist and there's Tyler. There's a lot of moments where there's just a voice and it's been um, made to fit the the tone of the album rather than the featured artist being a compliment to Tyler. I think that they both in unison, or if there's three of them on a track, they all contribute to the song in a very equal way. So it's a very collaborative album. Um, and I think there's a lot of great uh, uh, nuance and a lot of great uh, uh, sounds that come from having three different voices work together on on one track uh, rather than having delivered different uh, verses the way that maybe we've expected 
from previous Tyler, the creator albums, where it's a little bit more defined. So I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of it. There's definitely some favorite tracks that I have. Paul, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as a bigger Tyler fan, just to kind of know where you stand at all on all of this, because I think Shane and I have gone pretty in depth, but I'd really like to know as somebody that's followed him from Wolf and from his other records, how oh, do you yeah, feel like about from, this? Like Goblin onward. Um, the one thing is about the one thing that's I really enjoy this album. I, based on just my appreciation of Blonde by Frank Ocean, I don't know that I would necessarily draw a pretty clear parallel between Blonde and this. Um, when you look at Tyler the Creator as an artist, one of the things I've really appreciated about him is that he's really treated rap as a medium for almost like public sharing of your own journal. Uh, he's never had any issue with speaking on any topic as openly and as vulnerably as possible and that can sometimes feel weird when you pick up on the level of aggression he shows in in tracks all the way from his earlier works but that's the thing is it's hard to take stock of the fact that at that time he is like a a young adult he's a young man his mind is filled ultimately with a lot of aggression and confusion and that comes together and it makes not always the most pleasant or most palatable cocktail, but ultimately he speaks from a place of immense honesty and his flow and the way he's able to communicate those thoughts as a hip hop artist is masterful. And that's what I think it makes it more, I, just to interject really quickly, I think that's what makes it more palatable in the way that maybe the sonics of the album don't make it the most palatable record. It's that relatability that he's that he has yeah. through what he's delivering or the message that he's delivering that actually makes it maybe listenable I to somebody like myself. I think the key right? thing is when you talk about the palatability, because in the same way, currently one artist we have right now who right now is getting a lot of acclaim would be someone's like such as Billie Eilish. But when ultimately when you listen to her music, Billie Eilish's music is just woefully the music of a 17-year-old, largely vapid and trying to be overly edgy. But because it is very well produced and very palatable, it's very easy to swallow. So people are swallowing sugar pills, but ultimately at the same time, you might scoff or you might feel a little uncomfortable with having to swallow the cockroach flavored pill that Tyler, the creator is trying to feed you. Although Why? the cockroach might be a great source of protein, uh, it's still a cockroach and gross. Please stop saying cockroach. But ultimately, I would still recommend taking a look at some of his earlier works, just maybe not while you have your parents or your niece in the car or anything like that. I would probably liken Flower Boy most to Blonde if we were going to try and do a parallel. I probably wouldn't because I think I think Tyler, the creator, and Frank Ocean, factually, we know that these two have played a pretty significant role in each other's development and drawing parallels between them um, doesn't properly appreciate the fact that these are two unique and distinct individuals and because they are unique and distinct from each other, that is what's made their friendship rich and that's what's made their collaboration as artists rich. Their influence on each other is more collaborative and contributing to each other as opposed to these are two people running along parallel paths. If I were to liken something as his coming out, um, it would probably be Flower Boy. Flower Boy represents a huge milestone in his career where at this time, much of his edginess has made him so unpalatable that there are governments that don't allow him to fly in to like present shows it's a tough part it's a tough point in his career for him and so flower boy represents a huge turning point for his career the same way blonde does for frank ocean where you're looking at a situation where frank ocean had ultimately released one album to universal acclaim then ultimately led his fan base on for a number of years with broken promises to 
leading that leading out with an excellent album that everyone now loves. Uh, Flower Boy very much marks that in the same way, only differently in that Flower Boy is not a process driven entirely by him. It's marked by him collaborating with his longtime hero in Pharrell Williams. And Flower Boy has Pharrell all over it. It's very much that very positive, very melodic yeah. soundscape. Yep. It feels like you're listening to... It, you could very much feel it as a Pharrell album. What, fi- what I find really distinct about this album in like Igor is that Tyler feels so very not often featured on it. His lyrical stylings are not something that are the first and are not first and foremost. Ultimately, it seems like his production takes the front stage here. There is a lot of repitching of his voice, so there are times where you may be listening to it and you may mistake a voice for being someone else, but ultimately it is Tyler. But it this album I do, I do feel really marks a departure. The subject matter very much I think is double dipping on many of the same concepts um, as we see in Flower Boy. But ultimately, I think this album stands on its own, and I think it does make further inroads into making Tyler, the creator, more palatable to a more general audience who are just looking to listen to music, no strings attached. They want to have some fun. You can have fun right away from Igor's theme. Right when it starts, this album is banger, 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 banger. And if you want to listen to something and you want to have some fun with it, you can just have some fun with it. It's like a quinoa energy bar. Oh, God. (laughs) God. You can still end up eating quinoa, but you also have an energy bar. I I mean I agree with you in that like it's it, there there are moments about quinoa energy bars. No, the uh, the the first couple of songs on the album stand out as you can listen to them pretty passively without having to listen to the like without having really to dig for a message and still being able to enjoy it. But I feel like once you do dig deeper, there is an additional layer to the album that really gives it that sense of. Um, like resonance or emotional resonance. So, I mean, I, I haven't talked about it just yet, but the song that I was playing right before we stepped into the podcast was, I um, I think, uh, I like that song a lot. And it just kind of dawned on me today that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's probably one of my favorite tracks on the album, to be honest with you. But part of it is just because it's a super accessible song, but it also fits the narrative of the album really, really well. Um, and it's one of those tracks that you know you do see it from time to time where something can fit a narrative but also stand alone really really well and this does that in a way where listening to the album for the first time i think kind of just blended into the next song and it blends into the theme of the whole album but now that i'm going back and listening to the album not just to listen to the album as a collective but individual songs it's just kind of highlighting how how much some of these actually work by themselves as well which i think is a testament to anybody that releases an album of this nature where it very clearly wants to tell a narrative and everything has to kind of fit together. I think it's a completely other thing to be able to have those songs work as standalone works rather than as part of an album. And that's where um, I'm going to compare it to Blonde just because, it, I, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from and that they're two very different artistic paths. Maybe it's just like, maybe it's just an, uh, the the, uh, the evocation of like a feeling that comes out of the album, but like that's, it's the closest parallel I can draw. I even said it's a shame before coming on. It might be my favorite album since Blonde, and it's been about three years since I've had an album that I really appreciated like that. But it, Blonde has moments where songs don't work as well individually, whereas this, I think, it does. And that might just be, you know, it's recent, so there's a lot of newness to it. I'll see if I feel that same way a year from now, the way that I have with Blonde three years later. But I do feel like there's just, he handled it in a way where he's made it 
very, very palatable for a, a larger audience rather than just the Tyler, the creator fans that are coming to this because they followed Tyler from the beginning of his journey as an artist or even through Flower Boy. But that's just my take on it. I don't necessarily think that that's I the same. I feel no song on this. On Blonde is very much a collective product as far as how you enjoy it musically to get the greatest value out of it, I think ultimately is taking Blonde as a whole and taking Blonde as an entire set list and a journey through its narrative. This album, I definitely agree with you. You can definitely cookie cutter take pieces out, but Blonde's high points from a from at least my subjective uh, appreciation of music, Blonde's high points are much higher than anything on this album. Yeah, I would, I would agree take with that. In, I would take Blonde in its entirety. And again, that's where I think the comparison between the two can be wrought with complication because you don't get blonde without having Tyler, the creator being like Frank Ocean's friend going through what Frank Ocean goes through to get to the point where he collaborates with Pharrell and produces flower boy. Yeah. And I would also say, I mean, blonde, you have 17 tracks, this you have 12. So it's a, you're going to get more difference in, in Frank Ocean's blonde. I, I, I'm always a huge, huge fan of albums that you can play front to back and it just, every song leads into it and bleeds into it and you kind of lose yourself in listening to it. Um, <clears throat> just kind of like the dreams love hate, right, Daniel? Yes. Where you could play it front to back and every song leads into the next song and there's so much care and, and deliberateness into that track list, I think is is one of those things that makes this amazing. And when... Tyler, the creator, came out with it. I read a tweet from him that said, listen to this album front to back with no distractions. And that's how it's meant to be listened. So I think, think I told it. you when I messaged you the album, I was you like, did, make sure yeah. that you're just like, you're in it. Yeah, to listen, listen to, it, to yeah. it without distractions. But think about it. The rapper who had ADD and couldn't, there was too much shock value in everything he had to do. And poo kaka and all this jazz is now like, listen to this and don't be distracted going into a project with that intent for me is is changing him and that's where i say like i love frank ocean and i love channel orange i think channel orange is an amazing project that he made but to me blonde put frank ocean somewhere else Mm -hmm. and to me that's the comparison i'm drawing between flower boy being channel orange and being great and being like okay so this is the direction that tyler wants to go and igor being like Oh, okay, this is where he's going. Is like this is a completely different, like you said, pitch corrected. You you have trouble finding him in the project, and I I think the reason that you have trouble finding him in the project is because the whole project is him, right? Mm-hmm. What you're listening to is Tyler. Like you're listening to his production, his composition, his track layout, his lyrics. Like you're listening. Everything is him. It's no longer just him rapping. It's it's just the essence of the album. Well, and it's almost this feels like it feels like a Tyler composed album rather than like a, a, a Tyler like vocally centric album because at the end of the day, like I think what this does um, that's different from a lot of albums is that he wrote, produced, mixed, presumably. Uh, we'd have to check the credits to make sure of that, but he's behind all of the major elements of this album where he hasn't done that in the past, at least from what I understand. I know that he's produced and he's done. Uh, he's had he's had obviously levels of, of of influence within the production of his own albums, but this is entirely produced, written, and recorded by him. So, even if he's not the person that might be vocalizing on those songs, I feel like it's still very much like 
who he intended to hear or exactly the voice that he wanted to hear on the album is who he would have employed to be in that position at that time. So it feels craft, like it feels like Tyler almost curated and crafted everything around the album. So it's kind of inconsequential if he's on it at all because he's still getting, he's still getting everything that he would want. He might just be using other people's voices to be able to drive that mm. message a little bit more, right? Obviously he's a, on it's it. It's just a departure but... in in when you, if you subscribe to like the puritanical view of like what a hip hop artist or what a hip hop album is, it's a pretty significant departure when you consider they very much, there's not a, there's not a large, there's not a high degree of rapping that actually even happens on this album. It's yeah. very much a lot of singing, a lot of harmonizing. It's still very good. Yeah, it's just great. when, if you, uh, if you came from, and I guess maybe if I can if I could contextualize this for you guys in something that we all share is like, for example, it's like going to listen. If it's like listening to Yeezus, but the last Kanye West album you listened to was Late Registration. It's like you have no you have no concept of who he as who he is as an artist, um, changing from like graduation to. 808s into my twisted dark fantasy there's just this light speed jump that takes you to a completely different style and a completely different artist with no notion of just like i didn't know he had these levels of depth yeah so it's like you're coming from the guy who like who opens an album saying like i like who comes out saying like i'm a fucking walking paradox no i'm not to the guy who's just like you leave my dream state <laughs> Just it's a it's, it's a, a big huge jump. change. It's yeah. a huge change for him. And honestly, uh, I'm not sure that he's not he's not, I'm not sure that he's not 100 percent better for it. I think more people being exposed to his story and his level of music and his growth as an artist and just generally like not to be not to be like uh, patronizing, but I think ultimately something as music fans we should care about the well-being of our favorite artists because if you only really care about them being in pain then being in pain and being able to speak to their like collective creative creative efforts and you get into a situation where like the well their creative efforts may swallow them up like kanye west so i mean caring about like tyler the creator getting better being healthier and be able to express himself and the fact that he expresses a more joyous more relatable as like story or narrative i hope that speaks to his actual health it also i mean this just obviously i don't know tyler to be able to speak to this but it doesn't feel as if it's an album reflective of what he's going through maybe at the moment but it does very much have that like it feels like he's reflecting on an experience that he's had in the past rather than one that he's currently going through that to me i can't say obviously definitively but you know again i mentioned it earlier with like the the uh, his utilization of like making uh, pitch corrections to his voice um something i'm going to draw back to dissect but like when dissect talks about the way that frank ocean uses his, vo his voice is it to show that he's trying to be he's illustrating a younger version of himself and i, I could also see that being the case here again they borrow from each other creatively i think to a certain extent mm -hmm. to your point their collaboration i think that those might be those like nuanced tools that maybe tyler's employing to be able to evoke a, a message more nuanced but also a little bit more clearly to people that might be familiar with work that has used very similar methods. But I think that just based off of what we're hearing and with Flower Boy, they do very much sounds like al albums that are they're coming of age, but it's a time that's already passed. He's just found the right way to be able to, to deliver that um, now as he evolves as an artist, right? But I agree with you. I think we should care about the well-being of the artists that obviously mean a lot to us. Um, 
but even through his kind of like promotional uh like run on this album and the way that he's communicating out like it sounds like it's very he's been thinking about it for a long time so i don't know if it's something that he went through recently i think there was an interview from early 2018 that somebody asked him about like making music or like a heartbreak album or like some sort of like breakup album and he said yeah that's the next one like that's going to be my next record so i know yeah. that that's something that i'm kind of but working i mean it's toward. like it's the thing that everyone's going through all the time right like yeah. people are always there's no from the from the start of time to the end of our days there will never be a point where no artist out there is going through like relationship issues and doesn't have like millions upon millions of people who are willing to empathize with him yeah like yeah Dating's tough for some people. For, not for you? <laughs> nah, man. It's easy. Oh, oh how's heli- Okay. How's Helicopter Girl? Jesus. Helicopter Girl? Didn't work out. Turns out she only she doesn't actually own the helicopter. We knew that, though. We talked about that when you no, were on the podcast. No, she misled me. Did, you, did she mislead you or did you mislead yourself? Now you sound like an ex. Oh, wow. Okay, cool, man. <laughs> we're done. Kind of. <laughs> I'm breaking up with this podcast. Oh, okay, cool, man. That's fine. Gabby's back next week. Yeah. And the, and your sister podcast is looking fine. So here I come. My sister pod. Oh, okay, man. I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's fine. A, it's a deep metaphor. Cool. Cole Kushner is going to dissect Balls it. Deep. Oh, Anyways. <laughs> Cole Kushner is going to what Listen now? to Igor. <laughs> dissect it. Listen to Igor. Igor is great. If you had to, we didn't, we've talked about the album as a whole. Standout tracks, individual tracks that stand out to you. I already talked about, I think. For me, there's three. Running Out of Time, I think, and Gone Gone. I think slash Earthquake, The Boy is a Gun, Gone Gone, slash Thank You. Are we still friends? Um, yeah, it's hard for me to pick because I haven't actually listened to this album at all. No, it's, I haven't listened to this album outside of it being a full listen. Yeah, front to back. Like even The most distracted I've listened to it is this morning I listened to it at the gym, and even then it was a full listen through. So like beginning um, to end, like you didn't even do it on shuffle, you just listen no to it sh- in order? No, I don't care. I never shuffle shit. No, no, no. I, I, How like, dare you? Sometimes I'll do it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's good. me. But sometimes I'll do it just to be able to like hear songs out of context to see if they work as well as they do in the context That's of an understand album. That's interesting. I mean, ultimate, honestly, like when it comes to full listens of an album, like I'm, I'm a weirdly, I'm like weirdly a purist about it. I'm just like, I have to listen to set list the way it is. Uh, I would say Running Out of Time sticks out. Yeah. Um, I just love that sequence, like at the beginning, from like Igor Seam Earthquake to I Think. Yeah. It's just, it really feels like if I can't wait until he starts touring, because like I feel like the way those mesh together, like I could really feel See that, that happening live. Being great in live, yeah. There it is. I have a qu- so I mean I have an opinion about this, but I'm curious because albums that work the way that this album do, where they're very clearly sequenced with the intention of having a narrative that plays out through the entire album. Um, like, I know that you just said that you want to listen to it the way that maybe the artist intended to mm. it, but do you ever find, I don't know, for me, I, I think about this quite often because I'm always going to go back to when uh, Taylor Swift won album of the year over. Don't do this to yourself. I'm going to do it to myself because I do it every year. She won over to Pimple Butterfly, which I under... I I, mean, I don't understand it. I, don't, I want to be clear, but like yeah, you do. I understand. You understand why that happened. Yeah, no, no. I understand. I understand why that happens. What I'm what I mean to say is that I don't understand how you can listen to an album like "To Pimp a Butterfly" and not appreciate what goes into the 
like the work as a collective rather than just as a collection of songs. So for me, like Taylor Swift may win best collection of songs based on the fact that it has great songs on it or great individually performing songs, whether that be because of commercial success or whether that be because they were hit singles or they resonated, whatever they had a certain amount of downloads, but to have a good collection of songs versus having a good album are two very, very different things to me. And I think that when you have both of those things is really when you know, you have an amazing potentially transcendent work that's going to, you know, in, in some ways maybe change the way that people are, uh, are listening to that album or can go back to it over years and listen to it in maybe different ways and different yeah. sequences. But I, I feel like Igor is kind of that, at least for my listens to it, I feel like it does really, really well as a, as a narrative, but also you can kind of listen to things out of order and it does yeah. work. Not every album has That's the capability sure. to do that. Right. There, there's something to be said for the merit of that. I think you're hitting on a larger topic of just like, what is an album in 2019, which is a question that, uh, record labels are trying to answer everywhere. And I mean, just going back to your initial, like, I remember you and I texting about that that night where we're still so wins. fucking angry. Well, I've I never mean, gotten over it, but you, like, I get it. I don't yeah. think I get it, but I don't like award like, shows fuck. are not about award shows are not about their collective arts and things like that. They're about ad sales. They're about selling space for commercials in between and selling more like iTunes copies of whatever media they're hawking at that space. It's not about the actual like creative and objective merit of the project, which is why like 1989 goes. It's like, man, how much longer ago was it that Iggy Azalea won something for rap? Yeah. I like I get the award show thing, but for me, it just brought up like when I think about an album. And this is a bigger topic. Maybe we could talk about this on another podcast, and we'll cut it short soon. I'm down to talk more about albums, but like, it's pretty clear why in America, like a pretty white girl with an album about a breakup, won over like an album that confronts the ugly, the ugly face of racism that I, has established. I get, I get that, but I'm talking totally about, makes sense. I'm talking about it just strictly from like an out, like what people consider albums. I also it kind of goes back to what we talked about with hip hop catalog is when you think about collective works, like how how do they work? Like, do people think a great album is just a good collection of songs? Are you going to have 10 really, really good songs that don't have any underlying messaging? Is that what qualifies a good album for some people? Or is it sometimes, does it have to have some sort of narrative undertone or does it have to have something that is sequenced in a very particular way for people to say, this is a great album and not a great collection of songs. And again, I think that's a much bigger debate that we could spend a lot of time on. Yeah. But I think my, my point to Igor is that I think Igor works as both. I think it is a great album, but it's also a good collection of songs you can listen to and you can go back to. And that's why I mentioned shuffling is I didn't feel any different. Obviously it works better as, as the way that it was sequenced because that was Tyler's intention. But the album also works just as individual pieces that are being kind of put together in any order. It's a little bit of a mishmash. That's in my in my take. I know you haven't listened to it yeah. just yet in that way, but I'd be curious to know if you feel the same way about I'd it. I'd give it a shot. I think it'd also be great if we got Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar on the podcast. No. We could talk to them. No. Specifically, I, I just, you know, if Taylor wants to go grab coffee. Some, hey, I guess while we're, while we're out here. This is your opening. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> how's it going? Um, love your music. Well, okay. Your music is... It's okay. It's the sounds you, own you make. A 1989 on record because you went to record store day and bought it. Yeah, but there's a story behind that. Um, Taylor, just you know, reach out to us on uh, Taylor and the rest of the audience. You can reach out to us on the Slice To at Twitter. I don't want to be reached out to by Taylor Swift, so you can take personal accountability here. Don't worry, Taylor. I got you. Okay. Just uh, let on. me know. There's a lot of great coffee shops around here. Uh, my personal, my personal Twitter is named just like it's spelled normally at Paul Sade. Uh, hit me up, girl.
please. I wonder if Taylor Swift is listening to a podcast randomly by three people from Toronto discussing Eeyore. And it, and if it does make its way into her hands, I would love to know the power. You're invited to our happened. wedding. <laughs> and the subsequent Correct. listening party when we divorce and she makes an album about me. Oh, okay. That's good. That might win album of the year. <laughs> as long as she's still white. <laughs> uh signing off talking about igor uh check it out tyler the creator's new album is now available on all streaming platforms there's also a limited edition record that is up for pre-order on his website it's beautiful it has alternate cover work uh sorry cover art and then you can also order a regular uh, edition of that record uh in black vinyl also available on his website i ordered a copy of it i know shane ordered a copy of it as well um and i can't wait to listen to it on on wax but for now this is the slice it's been a slice check us out on all social media that paul so shamelessly plugged his his on-air proposal to taylor swift whoa, 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 whoa. let's not jump to any conclusions here you know that that would ha- if it was a possibility you would make it happen absolutely she, you also she said you were we mentioned her wedding so your wedding uh, with her really yeah. showed my hand there yeah you did really uh so check us out we'll be back on uh later today with another topic <laughs> uh and then next week we're going to be uh covering a part two of a previous podcast and we'll have some special guests um, discussing some great um uh great topics that we'd like to tackle once again so uh everybody have a great rest of your week go raptors go Hopefully tonight they get the win. Uh, let's go Raptors. You'll hear go about Raptors it. Go. I don't care. You'll uh, okay. Let's go Raptors. Yeah. Let's go Leafs. Go. <laughs> let's go Leafs. Go. Let's go Raptors. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Uh, good luck, and we'll see you then. Kisses. It's been a slice. Bye. Cool. Yeah, it's great. Great. Let's go to the next one. What's so?